Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Network Asia. Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. I said, give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spoker. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Zena Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You no. are watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Palapaka naman para sa production value natin. I mean, yes. thanks, produ- babyface producers of PNA. Yeah. I mean, just in, case, just in case you guys only tune into the live stream because you don't actually download the, the audio-only episodes wherever which you, you should, podcast, by the way. Which you should, you should. Yeah, which you should. Baka hindi niyo alam na Pretty Deadly Ilya Dragunov dun sa OBB namin kasi alam niyo naman medyo ano na kami My friends kami My friends kami So yeah That's been up on the audio-only versions of the podcast for two years now I think a year, two years Yeah, yeah, yeah So yeah Shout out to all the babyface producers who really worked hard on that updated OBB How rude of us by the way if you're just joining us Stan C. Romoran and Chino Liao at your service for another live stream No Rowan ASH the man of the people is feeling under the weather. So go send him your well wishes, your positive vibrations over at Monday Night Rowan. How's everybody? Has everybody gotten your, your second boosters? Because I have a link that I can share later on social media because I just got mine today. And I was afraid that the second booster might actually mess me up before the stream. Speaking of Rowan, I think there's a chance that he might go on the comment section, on the chat. So, waiting Second booster, no, not yet. I'm waiting for the one here in Makati. Madali kasi dito sa Makati. So, hintayin ko na lang din. Ako din kayo sa Makati. Ganyan din sana sa buong bayan. Yeah, wala pa si Chino. Yeah, no, no, But I am, I just had COVID, so I should be good for like the next two months, I guess. Yeah, your antibodies will be working their magic. That's right. So yeah, for everybody else who has been COVID-free or you know is in need of a second booster, wait after the stream. I'm gonna tweet that out. Hopefully, uh, you'll be able to get yours hassle-free. Because the place I went to earlier, yung NPF drive-through or na yung Filipino, the ICTSI group really did did an efficient job with the second boosters. Even if it's like your first shot or whatever, they'll they'll accept you as long as you register. So again, I'll leave that in the tweets after the show. But first. It's Money in the Bank week, 
So we celebrated that nung Sunday. We're going to talk about the aftermath, the winners, if you were happy, not happy. We're talking about the Great American Bash. And then for the audio-only version of the episode, pag-uusapan natin yung AEW for this week. And we're bringing back TBT as we celebrate the end of Paige's run in the WWE. So that's what we're going to be discussing tonight on the live stream. But first, here's how you can support the podcast by being a member of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron community. Yun, yun, t-shirts natin. Yun, we just had our Money in the Bank watch party, which was amazingly hosted by Rowan this time because I, I was busy. But we will be having the SummerSlam watch party later this month. That, I believe, is July 31. Tama ba? Mm-hmm. Yeah, July 31, Sunday morning, Manila time. Yep. I know I promised a while back that we were going to try to do a in-person watch party for this pero medyo naging alanganin and then when we asked some of the people whether they wanted to do a in-person watch party medyo nag-ayaw na sila so we're keeping it online for the time being you can be a part of that by subscribing to our Patreon patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast ayun admin Jackie has posted the link in chat for only 250 pesos a month, you get access to our Discord community where we talk about a lot of things, including wrestling, sports, and other fun stuff, and where we do the watch parties. And you get exclusive access to our review content of TV shows, pay-per-views, live events, and get merch like what we are seeing right here on the screen for those who are watching on the live stream. If you are a patron, you get dibs on a free shirt just because you are a patron. So you get all of that good stuff for only as low as 250 pesos a month. Please support the podcast if you like what we do. All right. Let's get to this week's podcast. We're talking about money in the bank and Mr. and Miss Money in the Bank. We know who they are now. It's Theory and Liv Morgan, respectively. Start with Liv Morgan because that's the biggest headline, right? And everybody was super happy, deserved the deserve. And right after winning Money in the Bank within an hour, an hour and a half, she followed in the footsteps of Alexa Bliss and Bailey and Nikki A.S.H. and cashed in Money in the Bank at the paper at the premium live event and defeated Ronda Rousey. So Liv Morgan is now the SmackDown Women's Champion. So gentlemen, are you happy with this result? Let's start with Chino. Gusto ko lang sabihin na kung kailan nagkasakit si Rowan, wala pa siya dito. Because he actually <laughs> called this last week and I kind of wanted to call it as well. Stan convinced me to move to Becky Lynch. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I totally saw it coming. Kasi si Liv Morgan was the unlikely choice in this scenario. And her winning just made a lot of sense for me because a lot of the winners of Money in the Bank are usually the unlikeliest of people. It's a push. Eh? The win is a push. And to, to win Money in the Bank in the way that she did uh, it instantly made her a star. And to even cash it in on the same night also was a star-making moment for her. I didn't really agree with the way she was able to win the title of Ronda Rousey. Because Ronda went through this grueling match, right? Then stood up and still had the capacity to put Liv Morgan here in an ankle lock, if I'm not mistaken. Right? So, parang agano ba siya ka imbas? Are we? Is she like the female Brock at this point? <laughs> What's ridiculous, right? So, parang I don't agree with that. However, I do. I still like the outcome. I mean, a win is a win. A title is a title. So good for Liv Morgan. Congratulations to her. All right. 
I don't recall having a pick for this because I don't When when I don't go on the podcast, I don't really think about it. So I am not quite sure who I really wanted to win. But I agree with this with this live with this live win. I I know I wanted her to win. Tagal na day one palang. Yeah, yeah, day one back when she was feuding with Becky for the championship. But remember, they had plans for Bianca to win. So really happy she deserves this. Agreed then that she won the championship from Ronda Rousey. I don't think Bianca was the right person to ever cash it in on. So it's a good thing that they thought of that. I will agree with Chino in saying that I didn't like how the cash in went down. But not because Imba si Ronda. But because Liv put her away with a simple roll up, I oh, yun pa, it, <laughs> I mean, ako, uh, sorry, uh, just to say, I wanted her to hit a finisher at least, diba? Make it look convincing. Hindi yung chumamba lang siya. That's yes, that's right. Anyway, that's I agree with that. If you guys ever read my reviews on the Patreon. I keep saying that please don't do a roll-up finish. Have her hit the finisher. It only takes, what, three seconds to hit a finisher. That's all it takes. And you make the loser look good because they don't fall victim to a roll-up. So, sayang na. This is supposed to be Ronda Rousey. She's supposed to be a legit fighter. And then Liv Morgan manages to roll her up after putting her in a in an ankle lock, diba? So, medyo Olatsin for me, even though I like that they cashed in on Ronda. So, yun yung eki sa akin. But yes, uh, Liv deserves it. She has improved so much. She has put in the work and the effort, and I'm glad that they are rewarding her. So, that is our, I guess, kumuota na tayo sa feel-good moments of WWE Premium Live events. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Julian, for that compliment. Nung, yung, nung nangyari yun live, yung call namin ni Carlo, like talagang sumisigaw na kami, kulang na lang magwala kami physically, aside from, you know, shouting na basically on the call. Sobrang feel-good moment niya. But let me ask you guys this. Not since Carmella have we seen a female hold the briefcase past the premium live event. I mean, Nikki SH waited 24 hours, but essentially 24 hours. So do you want to see a woman win money in the bank and actually hold on to the briefcase again? No, not really. It's not really a big consideration for me. I don't know why people take it so seriously. Because if it's there, then it's there. I mean, if you have a good story for it, then then do it. Right? It doesn't... I mean, holding the, the the briefcase for more than 24 hours doesn't necessarily guarantee that a good story coming out of it. Right? So that's not a main consideration for me, and nor should it be for anyone else. Yeah, oftentimes when a holder, let's go to the reverse side of things, when somebody, when Mr. or Miss Money in the Bank hold a briefcase for close to a year, dumadating sa point na nakakalimutan natin, ah, o nga pala, Money in the Bank winner pala siya. So the reverse can also be true na parang you forget the, the retention of the moment is not there anymore and you forget na may opportunity siya for a title anytime, any place. So I would much rather see this pay off instantly because as a lot or as with a lot of the audience members my exceeding your attention span ko. so if it pays off right away then good ang gusto ko dito sa ginawa ni Liv she avoids the fate of Mr. Kennedy and Otis who held on to the briefcase only for someone to win it off of them so I guess I'm with you guys in that assessment of cashing it in now that you've got this opportunity right in the same premium live event here in the comments sabi ni Roman J wag lang sana i-feed si Liv 
sa comeback ni Charlotte because it'll remind me of Randy Orton versus Christian from 2011. What do you guys think about this? Because there are rumors na Charlotte might be back in time for SummerSlam to directly challenge Liv. Yeah, that's a big fear nga talaga. Uh, Charlotte is the big boogeyman, boogeywoman in in the wings here, in the shadows here. So you could kind of expect the bad ending to happen, I guess. Pero I guess I'm okay with Liv losing it, pero I would rather see it be someone else. Like if Ronda is meant to win it back, fine, sure. It's okay. The big moment already happened in Liv winning. But sana sana, I, I don't think uh, Charlotte has been gone long enough for people to miss her. So, break it first. honeymoon go. And as much as WWE likes to do, or Vince really likes to do this, I feel like this is going to be a possibility because remember, Ronda Rousey is still has a rematch clause in her contract here. And if Charlotte walks away with the title, it's an automatic story point for their rivalry going into SummerSlam, which is the second biggest, third biggest show of the year. So parang if they really want to sell the card with a superstar, then a Charlotte Ronda Rousey rematch might be in, in, uh, in the books here. I'm not sure if the rematch clause is even still a thing. Because when Becky Lynch lost to Bianca coming out of WrestleMania 38, it's not like Becky got a one-on-one rematch again. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I, I mean, they'll do anything to to try and make the Charlotte and Ronda Rousey thing happen. You, it's just one way. There are multiple ways to do this, but it's just one way. Okay, the Charlotte versus Ronda need the SmackDown Women's Championship. I don't think so. I think like Becky Asuka, because I don't think anyone wants to see Charlotte near the championship anytime soon. So with the depth of the roster in on SmackDown, I would rather see them try to do something else to the guy. No, but it will get it. Like it, the history has shown that Vince McGrath likes to put the belt on Charlotte and that he likes superstar yeah. matches to happen. Like you may celebrity wrestler and a female regular wrestler going at it. So perfect mix para sa kanya to eh. So this is why I feel like it'll get it regardless of how we feel. Alright, any other thoughts on Liv being Miss Money in the Bank and now being yeah. the champion or do you want to move on to theory? No, no, no. I, I got a question for you guys. Because when I saw Money in the Bank, I, I saw it after the fact so I knew everything that happened. I was spoiled already. So I wanted to ask you since you guys, sorry, at least Stan saw it live, right? So did you think that Liv was going to fail her cash in because she got put in the ankle lock? Or, or did you know that sure it's I thought she would fail. I honestly thought, because Liv is such a plucky underdog as a character. Yung tipong believable for me, and eh, Liv would actually fail, and it would just make everybody even more sympathetic towards Liv. But you guys alluded to it earlier. At some point, after all the buildup, at this point, dating back to the end of 2021, that's a good half year where Liv's credibility as a babyface has really been established. And I think now's as good a time as any to pull the trigger. So even though I thought Liv would lose, I'm glad she won. 
Ako, okay. I, I didn't see it happen because Liv Morgan's history in the WWE has shown that she was always the bridesmaid, never the bride. And if she failed in this cash-in, it's more kawawa for me. And it'll be harder for them to build her back up as a title contender. Magiging underdog na lang siya forever not having held the big title that she's always wanted. And it's kind of hard to cheer for that after so many times. Kasi parang nakokondition na yung utak mo. Ah, hindi na naman nanalo yan eh. Like she's good, but she isn't that good. But at least now with this, it legitimizes her as a threat in the women's division. All right, so we went ladies first with Miss Money in the Bank. Let's go over to the men's side and let's talk about Mr. Money in the Bank. Theory became the eighth participant, so it was sprung on to us at the very last second, and then Shapayamanalo. And according to the dirt sheets, the interwebs, Theory was reportedly supposed to win Money in the Bank in the first place. So, what do you guys think about this one? I'm a theory fan, so I, I am okay with this. It's obviously them trying to make him as annoying as possible. They want you to hate him. They want you to, to be annoyed with the way he's being pushed. And if, it, if it's pissing you off, then it's working. I understand that you're not going to like this a lot because too soon, too much too soon. But I appreciate a bad ending when it's necessary. And it's what this is one of those times where it's necessary i don't like it but we got what we got um not because theory is annoying or anything but because logically it doesn't make sense for me for him to win for me because who is he going to cash in against is he going to be the guy to end roman reigns's street because I don't see that happening, right? And with SummerSlam, they're building up this Patayan levels of last man standing. That's a perfect opportunity for Mr. Money in the Bank to cash in. Because in last man standing. So I don't really know how he fits in that scenario since he's still a heel, but then all the two guys, uh, see, Roman is also still a heel. So is he going to cash in on Roman and end the streak? Is Brock going to end the streak? It's still murky for me. I don't think it matters whether Brock or Roman win because Theory is someone I see holding money in the bank for a while. Opportunista siya, eh, di ba? Yun yung character niya na padrino niya si Mr. McMahon and then he'll get what he wants whenever he wants it. And it's very much like Edge when he was younger, about 17 years ago when the OG Money in the Bank happened. Ro, you mentioned having a bad ending and making it make sense for this guy, for this character. If you, if you guys read the ESPN piece on the origins of the Money in the Bank ladder match, which was published last week, really good article, by the way. It's an oral history of it. They actually laid out there what the psychology of the match was for Edge at the time, which was this guy's a cheater, opportunista siya, and the ending should always be him cheating talaga, even though it's a hardcore match, even though it's a ladder match, easy way out pa rin. And in this case, Theory's edge moment where hinampas ni Edge si Benoit with a chair was Theory being a hidden participant and getting announced at the last moment and then stealing that briefcase from, sinong babyface ba nasa Was it Riddle that he took the briefcase from? Can't remember. I Might have been Parang Riddle. Si Riddle. Parang si yeah, Riddle, I think, yeah. I think Whoever it was. Riddle. Yeah, probably, but probably Riddle, because he's showing biggest babyface heading into that match. So the way I see it, 
just based on that article that ESPN published, it's very much the Edge blueprint. Yeah. Again, they don't want you to like it. So that's where it is. But to Chino's point, I also agree that it doesn't matter who ends up winning the championship match because it's pro wrestling. So as long as it's, I mean, as long as they want you to do something, as long as they want something to happen, they will find a way to make it happen. So it doesn't matter, I think, who the champion is at the end of SummerSlam. If Theory is destined to win the championship at that time, you never can tell anymore. So I don't know. But it's easy to make sense of it. Like, have beat him down, get rid of the bloodline. I don't know, whack him with chairs. I don't know, whatever. Do something. It's a last man standing match. They're, they're meant to be weapons. They're bound to be weapons strewn around the ring. So... I don't think the logistics of that is a real problem for me personally. You mentioned that you're not supposed to like it. What if the idea is to make Theory the youngest champion full stop? Or to at least be tied with Randy Orton. But 24 is Theory and, and Randy Orton was 24 when he won the World Heavyweight Championship. So it could happen at SummerSlam because he's in Roman and Brock. Yeah, I, yes. I, don't, I won't put it past them. No, yes, pero at the same time, business-wise, I don't think Theory is really equipped to be able to, to be the face of the company just yet. Remember, Cena had to work his way to that point. See, Orton, yes, you can make that argument, but he wasn't necessarily the face of the WWE at that time. So for Theory to do that and to be placed in that spotlight... They must have to have serious faith in his abilities. Because he isn't just going to cash in on just anybody. He's going to cash in on either Brock Lesnar or the man who's held the title for over 500 days at this point. So it's not just a simple cash in. It's a, it's a cash in that is more than just star making at this point. So for them to do, to have him do this, they must have some real faith in this young kid. What makes you think they don't have faith in him now? I mean, what, what does that ever stop them from putting the championship on whoever they wanted? They put the championship on my boy, Jinder Mahal. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, when did they? I mean, again, Jinder ever... Mahal not really the face of the WWE, yeah, right? no, I mean, mean make us a buy and then theory if he ever does become champion. I think that's the point to yeah, make uh, theory the guy of the future, the John Cena of this generation. Start him really though, young at I mean, twenty-four. I don't know. I don't. I'll see it when I believe it. You know, I'll see it when I believe it. Because if I'm right now, I'm still not sold that uh, nobody, uh, basically nobody, can can be a champion just like that, that he's going to be like the next John Cena just like that even John Cena had to wait a while to become John Cena right? so I don't know I'll see it when what I about Randy Orton see Orton <laughs> still had to go through evolution right? he still had the backing of Triple H he still had to face Batista and all that so maybe make art yeah yeah I mean I get what Cena's saying I get it I really do all, I, all I'm saying is when does that ever stop Vince McMahon <laughs> When does that ever stop him from doing whatever he wants? So as much as I understand that there must be a seasoning process, this is a WWE. It is a creative dictatorship. And what we want will not be honored in the end unless. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We are aligned with Vince McMahon. All I'll say is at this point, which is absolutely nothing. <laughs> so we're all yeah. speculating and just... We can either be super correct or super not. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah we're just like, pulling shit out of our ass at this yeah. point. I right? mean, I, I do I do agree that he should go through the ringer, the gauntlet, uh, whatever you yeah. want to call it. It's just that what I want has never influenced how WWE books them, their product. So, so I, I mean, ano nang magagawa ko? Hindi na magsasaya ng panahon ng energy to, to rage against the machine. Yeah, so yung comment ni Admin Jackie basically yung sagot dun sa nag-comment sa TikTok at nagtanong kung alam ba natin yung inner workings talaga. And the answer is no. <laughs> we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about which Money in the Bank ladder match is better, your favorite match from the card, Bobby Lashley and Montez Ford. But first, here's how you can support the podcast on 7-7 over on Lazada. Hey guys, it is 7-7 today. So you still have a few hours left to make the most of it by getting everything that you want and need from Lazada. Kasi hashtag nasa Lazada yan. Use our affiliate link to support the podcast in the process. Podlink.co slash IAM. Podlink.co slash the letters IAM. Type that in your mobile browser, at the cart, and check out from the app. And what you buy will help us do what we do here in the podcast. And no extra cost to you. And now a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Time to get to the audio-only part of the pod where we're talking about AEW this week. Let's start off with the big news. Wardlow is the new TNT champion. He defeated Scorpio Sky on this week's Dynamite. And I think this is one of those title wins and moments na like Liv Morgan's long time coming na siya. Yeah, like I said on TikTok, the entire recent history of the TNT Championship. Sorbang Gudunya, Sammy and Scorpio have made a right mess of it. So I'm really glad that they're doing kind of a hard reset here with Wardlow. Sorbanya, like I said on Twitter, he is a product of AEW's star making process. So if you are talented, if you get the right backing from Tony Khan, then you can be sure that you can end up being a star. So good on Wardlow. Congrats. And hope to see where he takes the championship from here. Yeah, and you grow hit on the head when he said that Sammy and Scorpio Sky messed up the TNT division here. Because they basically played hot potato with that title for a good few months. So So I'm glad they gave the strap to Wardlow. Wardlow is in himself a bona fide wrestling superstar. Yung look palang niya, the aggression on his 
face. He has a resting Maaga's face, which I love. And he immediately just draws attention to himself whenever he walks into the ring. And he's learned how to harness that attention and utilize it in his movements, in the way he speaks, in developing his own sense of charisma. And I love that because I won't be surprised if Wardlow ends up with a bigger title in the future. Yeah, I think Wardlow is basically their version of Batista at this point. So what WWE was able to do with Batista to turn him into a big meaty guy, into a professional wrestling superstar, multi-time world champion. I think AEW is doing uh, that with Wardlow. Uh, so uh, good on them. Nah, you know, um, If people ever ask or if there's anybody who's still skeptical or cynical about AEW's ability to make homegrown talent, point to Wardlow, point to Jungle Boy, MJF. But these are all examples of how AEW is able to build their own stars and not just rely on ex-WWE talent or people who've already had an established indie cred. Yeah, you pretty much nailed it, especially with homegrown AEW talent that have risen through the ranks and benefited from their uh, machinery. We mentioned Jungle Boy earlier. Let's talk about the guy he's feuding with in Christian Cage. And somebody in the comments earlier mentioned that Heel Christian is MJF adjacent at this point. And this week on Dynamite, he tore Matt Hardy a new one. Like, um, I, I really love what Christian is doing here by being this, uh, this, this asshole on the mic, which if you listen to yung podcast niya, which Ro, I'm, I'm sure you remember it, but the ENC pod of awesomeness, mm. yeah. that's, really him. that's really him, right? That's really him. Except yeah. that this time, he's not doing it to be funny. He's doing it to piss you off. And he does, a, a, I would say that he's a better heel today than he was in 2011. I don't ever think that he was this kind of heel before. Because this was reserved for what? The CM Punks of the world, right? Um, You said he was an MJF adjacent. No, I, I would, I'm going to go and say that he's better than MJF. He's filling the void that MJF left and he's doing it better. Mostly because he modulates and doesn't scream his, his lungs out. Right? But I like this. Um, I said on the Patreon review that um, AEW does need their regular dose of attempts at virality in being shocking and uh, irreverent. And I like that this is, we're getting this again with Christian and that he's doing it a lot better than MJF did, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. It's one thing to say that AEW has its select market and that's fine. But there, you, at the end of the day, if you're going up against the WWE, you'll want the wider audience and you will need that controversy, that spark to be there. And when Christian Cage delivered those lines that were directed to Matt, to Jeff, Matt and Jeff, essentially, you name spark na kailangan nila, eh, that people start talking about it again. And especially given their Exactly, history. especially given their background and their history. Well, one of my favorite matches of all time ha- had both Matt and Jeff Hardy and Christian and Edge involved. So parang, I really like how they're making them work with one another again. Although I will say it's a little it's a little, it's a little similar to how they worked back in, in the WWE. They could have mixed it up with other people at this point, considering na pareho silang former WWE employees. Tapos dyan na pumapasok ulit na yung, ah, tambakan to ng WWE wrestlers eh. 
Right? Even if it, I think this gets a pass though because of the backstories between the Hardys and Edge and Christian. Does it though? I mean, yeah, okay, but did, where did that happen? It happened in the WWE, right? So it still goes back to that original point that people were trying to make. Because they're banking on WWE wrestlers at this point. Oh, teenager pala si Tony Khan nun. I'm just saying that there is basis for this point, diba? And if they want to distance, yeah, and if they want I mean, to distance I mean, themselves to it, there are ways. I mean, where else could it could it have happened? I mean, AEW didn't exist back then, diba? So what are you, you going to do about it? Um, that was, yeah, that, that, was, uh, I mean, like, that was really vicious. Like, the way Christian delivers is also very biting. Especially, you know, uh, having seen and heard and followed him all these years. Yeah. Na, we know how he talks. I mean, so the way that he basis, dishes but... these disses out, uh, sobrang uh, vicious. Okay, that, that, that's fair, I guess. I'm, ako naman, um, I'm wondering why Christian's hits haven't been going as viral as MJF's. Is it because he doesn't scream them? Is it because he doesn't... Uh, bug his eyes out the way MJF does because he, I mean, the, the Luke Perry stuff should have been big, bigger than it was. I, I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna give props to the prod people ng AEW for changing yung Kyronie Christian, diba? Outwork everyone una, it's not worked everyone. And Ro, I know you have feelings on that, yeah. So that's weird to me. I guess he just has to keep trying the same way MJF kept trying, then. Uh, he'll eventually strike until the iron is hot. And I'm sure he'll get his own MJF moments. Because it's pretty much being designed that way. I mean, like at this point, at that rate they're trying to go, uh, it's going to be sooner or later that Christian hits a nerve, a real nerve. And what do you guys think about Luchasaurus now turning heel? Ito parang wala siyang explanation for me. Like, why did Luchasaurus choose Christian over uh, Jungle Boy? Uh, I don't like it because, again, insider lingo. Um, I know that at this point, if you're watching AEW, you likely know what the word worked means, but uh, let's not assume that everyone does. It's not a good look. So um, I don't like it when there is a reference to that. There, I know that the wordplay is there, but uh, I felt yeah, like, like this could have been better. Supposedly, between the both of them, the right? Yeah, I'm waiting for that then. Uh, I know that Christian tried to talk to him, but we don't know what that is. I'm waiting for an explanation. I trust that there is a payoff for this, is, so I'm just going to let it play out. He is a bad dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, he's, he's reptilian king. The thing is that he loses the gimmick and the mask. I say it feels weird that they're still banking on it, but just a heel version of he it. Like I want him to be dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, why though? That's still the gimmick that got him over. So let's change everything and make him a normal person. Oh, bad dinosaur. So he's basically a like, dinosaur from Jurassic Park at but this okay. point. Okay, let's stick with it. Okay. Like from from land before time, he becomes Jurassic Park. That's that's the gimmick change. <laughs> All right, um, let's close it out by talking about the Royal Rampage. What did you think about this as a concept? Because you know uh, the Royal Rumble has been around for 
almost 35 years at this point, and this was AEW's way of putting their own spin on it. Okay, uh, I, I liked it. I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, they had the two rings, so they wanted to do something with the two rings. Um, it could have been worse. Um, it feels like it's messy at the beginning, but once you once you get it going, it's kind of easy to understand. So okay, then. I didn't really have much to say about it other than the fact that I wish it main evented, like the real Royal Rumble. So that's the main event. Um, I don't understand why you put it on first and then have another match main event. That's that's just my problem with it. I agree with Ro here, wherein I'm also missing the spectacle and the specialness that they were supposedly promising. Because the Royal Rumble, you watch the Royal Rumble pay-per-view for the Royal Rumble itself. All the other matches on the card are just a uh, consolation prize. But what you're really after are the two Rumble matches. In this sense, yes, you can be forgiven for that. Um, but I still wanted it to be like this special big deal that they were promising it to be. But what it turned out was just it it almost it almost bordered the line for hot as a uh, hot mess for me. Parang, na siya, but it didn't. So it it's still it's possible. It could be wor- it could be worked upon, improved upon, right. certainly. But I mean, it that was, was a nice finish. Yeah. I mean Brody King. It was a nice finish. I was just happy that Darby didn't win and that he got choked out. Uh, I like the match. Um, You can kind of tell it was a routine defense for John Moxley. Uh, Thoughts on Brody King and Mox? So it was a good match. Um, Just didn't move the needle. Uh, I don't also know why they settled on Brody King. Um, But it wasn't bad. So I'll give him that. Yeah, it's a weird yeah, Brody King outcome. But um, yeah, I mean, Mo- Mox is still Mox. You know, he's still the champion. So it's All not right. going so to they- be that few that people expect it to be. I don't think Brody King is the type of wrestler to be that, to be that mood needle mover uh, as people want out of their feud. So I don't know. Maybe we'll just have to. I want, yeah, maybe, no, I want to I see agree, Mox agree. faces next. That's what I want to know. I don't know. I, they kind of ran out of stuff there. So I want to see who they build up. Who do you want to be? When they were teasing that so early on in his uh, AEW debut. So now I don't know. I, I, really yeah, I, I want to see who it is. Uh, right surprise now. me and let's see, you know. Is it going to be another Brody King or is it going to be another big name? It's like they're kind of out of big names at this point. It, yeah. I'd love for it to be is, Nero. Is Kenny going to come back? Probably not. I mean, oh, yeah, that's, that's have cool. We seen that? uh, have we seen Mox and Nero? Parang hindi. So let's put in the work and make it happen. So that's, I'm all, right. I'm all so good. That's it. our AEW talk. Thanks for catching the audio only part of the podcast. Let's get to some shout outs over on Kumu. Saying hey to Rage underscore Ammo, who has been trying to join in the conversation uh, since the beginning. So, hey, man, he has been saying uh, he doesn't like Austin Theory winning. Uh, a lot of people don't. So, Putin, um, you're not the only one, brother. So, yeah, he says that the next John Cena, better heel version, see Austin Theory. Yeah, that's probably it. Um, that's what I first saw 
when I first saw Theory all those years ago on Evolve shows, because I, I always figured that he didn't he didn't quite fit in the independent wrestler mold of the time. Sabi na major predictable sa SummerSlam match na cash in the Austin Theory. But you don't know that. You don't know that for sure. Nobody knows that for sure. Hindi, baka malay natin si Vince Bachman pala yan, di ba? So, hopefully, <laughs> he's calling your plans shot. On a random, Kumu, yeah, on a random yeah. Kumu stream. Yeah, on a random Kumu stream. Using a, <laughs> using a leecher account. Para sa kanya. Yeah, using a leecher account or something. Yeah. I don't know. Saying, saying hey to our boy, JV Lelon. He says, Christian Cage is the new MJF. I'm glad I'm not the only one who noticed this. We'll talk uh, about we'll talk that about this. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the audio-only version of this episode. So... Uh, we don't have quite as much time for AW as you can see. Major halfway point natayo, and we were only just talking about the two Money in the Bank winners. So you'll have to download the episode. Thanks for the follow, Rage underscore Ammo. And I was just saying hey to Rage underscore Ammo because he just followed us on Kumu. I just hope that nabutan niya yung ano yung discussion. His my our response to you. So thank you to everyone who has joined us right here on Kumu and keep smashing those hearts. I say you let everyone know that you like the wrestling talk here on the platform. Oh, you know, sent you a super halo halo. Thanks. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. A super halo halo. Wow. Super halo halo. Nailzan, pag-usapan natin both ladder matches. Which one was better, the men's or the women's? Let's start with Chino. I kind of like the women's match more. Particularly because it was earlier in the night. So, hindi ka pa pagod. When, but, yeah, it was the first match. Dubai was the first match, Dubai. It gave, gave you time to simmer in that Liv Morgan win, Dubai. It wasn't as clean as I would have wanted. But by clean, I mean undamning scrappy moments in that match where I was like, holy shit, are they really hurt? Hindi siya, it, 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 I guess it worked me a little bit. To an extent, but I still enjoyed it. You know, it still it still made me appreciate Liv Morgan's win a little bit more. So that, that's why I say the women's money the back match was better. Igaro. Okay, I genuinely appreciated the women's match more because I thought it was more creative. People will say, "Oh, Shotzi botched. Uh, lots of botches happening," but. Come on, it's it's a ladder match. People are literally fighting with ladders. I guess fans have put too much of a high standard for your choreographed violence. It is literally people uh, trashing each other with ladders. There's no generally what finesse involved in that endeavor. Sing it ko lang. Sinabi ni Corey Graves. I think it was Corey Graves who said it. Ladders do not cooperate. So parang yeah. dun siya emphasize whenever you see a botch or a bad spot, diba? Or rad ladder malfunctions. The men were obviously objectively better because they were obviously more experienced with the exception of Omos, diba? But it didn't really wow me. I don't know if it's because it was three hours in the evening or... I just really thought that the women tried a lot harder. I figured that uh, the finish for the women with Liv uh, rebounding from the top rope with the ladder, that's, that's really hard to pull off. I, I don't know if I could do that if I were in her position. And I really appreciated the creativity in that spot. So I would much rather see the women try new things and not succeed all the time than the men kind of just go through it while generally being okay execution-wise. Yeah, I, I think yung conversation about the women 
not really executing some spots well. Guys, let's think about the fact that 10 years ago, we weren't even in the Give Divas a Chance era and the women's evolution era. Uh, for, for years, fans have been clamoring, uh, yeah, uh, put, put women in hardcore matches, give women more time. And then here we are where more women are on the show, more women are given more time. And then now, we're spoiled and we're nitpicking on everything. And all the negativity is being thrown Shotzi's way and she had to deactivate her Twitter. Like, we're getting what we want. Now the women have their own money in the bank ladder match. Shotzi's on the freaking card. Why do we have to do that to her? I try not to condemn non-doers here because people who watch wrestling have a, deserve to have their own voice. But when you are commenting on literally something that you do not do for a living and you think that you are better than the person you see on TV, medyo off Like I don't think you have the credibility to really comment on someone risking their body and putting their putting it all on the line for your entertainment. Yeah, 100%. That said, going back to the original question, um, I didn't get to answer it. I enjoy the women's Money in the Bank ladder match more than the men. So you know, basically for all of the reasons that Ro and Chino both mentioned. Let's move on. Talk about Bobby Lashley now being the U.S. champion. So third reign as U.S. champion. And did you guys think now, when Lashley won the United States Championship, the theory would figure into money in the bank afterward. I can't answer that because I saw, again, I saw it after the fact. So Yeah, how did it? I was already spoiled by the time I started yeah. watching when he won. Okay, okay. In the comment, let us know. Because when, when Bobby Lashley won, I was like, okay, uh, I guess Theory versus John Cena didn't need the U.S. Championship. You know what Going off of like whatever rumor na Theory seen at SummerSlam. And then, yun pala, it's... Theory Lashley at SummerSlam, which isn't bad. I actually thought that match was fun too. I, I will say that before uh, Theory was announced for Money in the Bank, I still expected Cody to come out. You know, like we were talking about. <laughs> so last was week, I. But, so was right? I. I still, I still had hopes for Cody Rhodes here. But when I saw it, when I started scrolling and saw Theory win Money in the Bank, let alone be announced, I said, ah, okay, eh. It, it didn't really, it really shocked me as much because Vince was going to get this boy in there one way or another, you know. Itong si Rage underscore Ammo, he says, hindi na expected na si Theory ang sasali sa, sa Money in the Bank. He was expecting John Cena though, for some reason, which I think a lot of other people also thought. It, actually, hindi yan yung first time na rinig ko na babalik si John Cena sa Money in the Bank. But other people have said that as well, or I've read that somewhere as well. Here's a quick behind-the-scenes story. So, si Adam Pierce, and then he did a spiel that it is official. There's an eighth participant. And like an hour before that, Vinaviber ko si Carlo. See, Shampoo, we can't talk because we're on the call, right? Vinaviber ko na, pare, feel ko Cody papaso, feel ko Cody papaso. Then Adam Pierce comes out, and I'm literally mouthing to Carlo dun sa Zoom call namin commentators, Cody, Cody. <laughs> and then the theory comes out, and it was such a wet blanket moment. <laughs> I, wait, I, I want to I, I want to comment on that, but I, I I felt like it was so lazy the way they did it. Like Adam Pierce is suddenly uh, kissing Vince McMahon's ass, sucking his dick, and being on the theory train as well. okay, by orders of Vincent Kennedy McMahon, I am being told to put theory in the in the money in the back ladder match as the eighth participant. So I I, I just felt off that. Adam Pierce has never shown any partiality 
for theory before. So why start now all of a sudden, diba? I don't know if you guys felt the same way. Wala, na for sure trabaho niyo yun. No, yeah, sana sinabi niya na ano, I was given orders, diba? Like make it work a little harder if you will. Kasi yun nga, they never explained or they never showed Adam Pierce as someone being on theory's uh, side before, diba? Ikaw, Chino. No, I'm with Stan here. Uh, when he said the four shatrabahoneon, yeah, they didn't explain it as much. But I don't think they go into that much detail about Adam Pierce's moral uh, obligations at this point. lang he's not. He's just, he's a placeholder figure for authority at this yeah. point. So I don't really see. I don't really see the need to explain his alignment here. Yeah, he's he's authority. That's what he does. He's not really he's not the man with the real power. He just he just kowtows to the people with the actual power. Edoro, what what if theory just appeared? Like walang entrance, walang Adam Pierce <laughs> introduction. That's even worse. Because that that is literally no explanation. Because at least they did the they did the courtesy of I know of having Pierce come out and suddenly in, in throw a wrench in the works, about So. I guess count. I can count my blessings and say that uh, at least they gave us that that uh, effort, if you will. All right, let's talk about the street profits because there are rumors going around that Montez Ford might be geared for a singles push down the road. So, does anybody want to see the street profits break up? Way before Montez Ford ever grew his arms and the rest of his body. I always thought he was the potential singles breakout. He got the looks, he got the 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 the, the mouth for it, you know, uh, pause. The, he got the athleticism for it and I always thought he had it. So this is no surprise to me and I feel like he just ended up putting in the work that would justify him being the breakout star of the team. So, I don't know if it's because they told him, Oh, Montez, you're uh, going single star ka na in a year's time. Diba? So, you got this time to bulk up and try to make it look like you're going to stand out from, from docs. Diba? So, I can see it. I want to see it. I want to see him be a future world champion. He is literally the Shawn Michaels of this team for me. Chino, do you want to see the Street Profits split up? Uh, no, because when you when Rose said that he's the Shawn Michaels, that automatically makes Dawkins Janetti. Yeah, and we all know what happens to Janettis, right? Happened to Tucker. It happened to Wesley Blake. Although Parada said Orlando Murphy. It and and Angelo Dawkins is somebody who's been in NXT for the longest time. Kasabay niya yung FDR, you guys. So it's great to see him catch a break. With the street profits, because your gimmick niya has been changed a handful of times as it is before he even landed in this tag team, and it's great to see him called up and not lose his job. But at the end of the day, I mean, malakalungkot lang kung ang ending ulit nito, like so many other tag teams in the WWE, if one of them turns on another guy, they go on a revenge tour for like two or three months, and then Dawkins gets future endeavor. Otis didn't even get to have his revenge tour on Tucker. They didn't uh, even get to have a blow-off match. Diba? Yun yeah. nga eh. So parang at the end of the day, parang 
systemic na tong problema ng WWE eh. because it's one tag team after the other that just oh, hold ends up. up I mean the New Day we, we can point to the New Day as a successful ex- uh, example now more of an exception than an yes, example they're, they're because it's never been replicated after that Diba? They broke up every single other team after the New Day. Siguro, the Usos, but they came before the New Day. Up until this point, wala nang nag-maintain na tag team. Eh. So parang nakakalungkot lang isipin na ito yung ending ng Street Profits. A team that is so beloved by the WWE fans. I just wanted to say that remember that Vince doesn't really place a premium on tag teams as much as he does single stars. So as much as we want the the unit to be kept together, it it doesn't look good for their their chances. So I I do like this uh, suggestion that Emil said. Yeah, exactly. That's why I wanted yeah. to bring up the new day. Yeah, so yeah, go now, go now. Yeah, Emil said because he doesn't understand the logic that tag teams have to break up for someone to get a single po- a singles push. He points out Jurassic Express as an example because of uh, what happened with Jungle Boy. The only caveat being that Jurassic Express is an AEW act. Yeah, that's that. Not the same philosophy in the booking there, but yeah, um, this just the way it is. Uh, it is what it is. Is as the kids say, do be like that. If Vince doesn't want you to to be a tag team, if he wants you to carry the the company on your back as a singles wrestler, that's usually what's gonna happen. Finally, some money in the bank review. Favorite match or match of the night? My pick of the week. Later is uh, Street Profits versus the Usos. I like that they got a lot of time. Shepard, this is like a takeover kind of card where you don't get as many matches for the whole three hours. So you get a lot of time for them. So if they made the most out of that time. The weird shoulder up finish was obviously a way to run the match back, uh, I guess, at SummerSlam. So that was pretty good. High drama. Whenever there's high drama, I'm all for it. So... It, it's it, I think it's like Montez proving that he is ready for his big run. Igao Chino. Yeah, I also like the tag team championship match. A lot of shades of New Day versus the Usos in this match. Yes. The, the hard-hitting back and forth, the showcase of resiliency, the time I still I really liked it. I was very surprised that the Street Profits who were painted as underdogs in this matchup, really stepped up to the Usos. So I'm very surprised. It's a very surprising match for me. And I really love the outcome. All right. There. That's our Money in the Bank review. Keep placing your thoughts in the comments. Let's jump on over to NXT and let's congratulate Team 2001. Sayang wala si Rowan. Favorite niya to. Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez, the team that he simps for. This whole episode is like, this whole episode, I'm sorry, I just say, uh, has Rowan's fingerprints on it. It's like everything he called tumamasha. <laughs> I know. I, I think one day, kailangan natin magpataya sa loto kay Rowan. Oh. He might actually win us some money. I think this is because Rowan is like the ideal WWE fan. <laughs> parang, today. Um, <laughs> I guess today, parang, the entire company is catering to a fan like Rowan. To so Rowan. Maybe <laughs> Rowan Camacho specifically. <laughs> yeah, to Rowan's all over the world. <laughs> but I, I'm happy for this uh, with, with this result, Team 2001. I like them. I think it's time to have new women's tag team champions and I couldn't think of a better pair other than Katana and Kaden. 
Yeah, I wanted KC's to win, but I, I felt like Cora Jade most of all deserved this because she's been grinding ever since they they did NXT 2.0, diba? So yeah. she really deserves this one. I'm not completely sold on Roxy yet. Um, she's good, but I don't see where she's supposed to be this transcendental talent. Although I will say she's good for her age, so maybe that's that. But uh, good stuff. I do think Toxic Attraction has been champ have been the champs for too long, so it's good to see something new, something different. Yeah, I like Cora Jade. The character transformation she's gone through from her ADW dark days to now is just. Uh, 180, a full 180 in terms of character and talent development. And she really is one of the shining spots in NXT 2.0. And Roxy as well. Roxy reminds me a lot of Paige, who we'll get to in a moment. But reminds me a lot of Paige for some reason. I can't really explain why. There are shades of Paige uh, in her her early days in NXT. So I, I really like this team. I hope the best, nothing but the best for them. And I want to see where they I'm seeing a bit of early Bailey and Cora Jade. Uh, Ro, I don't know if you remember, but early in the days of the podcast, like 2014, I think, sabi mo na, the early Bailey character, you felt like hindi pa siya all in into the character, para nahihiya pa siya. Hindi pa niya fully na embrace yun outwardly. And I'm seeing that in Cora Jade. Like when she comes out, parang may konting hiya pa rin in her, in her physicality, in her mannerisms. So I don't know, yun lang yung kulang sa akin, but take that little little bit out and I, I agree with what you think like I think Cora is a star I, I don't know what the character is supposed to be for Cora so at least for Bailey we knew that oh she was a nice girl uh, she was a hugger she was a wholesome girl so she had that going for her at least but for Cora I am not quite sure what the character is other than being born in 2001 well, skateboarder they were skateboarder they haven't been focusing on that for a while now, especially ever since Roxy joined NXT, diba? So, it's for me. And and I don't... Er, actually, ever since the Natalia feud, because they kind of erased that and they just wrote her as this plucky 21-year-old who is... You know, and then now she... Who's surprisingly gets, tall. Yeah, and she's joined by Roxy, who is another promising 21-year-old. So now that's their gimmicks. So I don't know how this is hard to embrace at this point. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, Team 2001, it's got a ring to it. Because <laughs> apparently, you know, 2001 is 21 years ago. Holy crap. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was in oh. first year high school in 2001. <laughs> <laughs> that, that marinate for a bit. First year high school. <laughs> okay, uh, sticking with Team 2001, Roxy is going to be challenging Mandy Rose for the NXT Women's Championship. So, it's a guaranteed title shot niya after winning the breakout tournament. So, what do you guys think about this move now? Uh, she's riding the momentum. She wants to be double champ. I think they just got, they're just trying to get it out of the way. Yeah. Okay, the consolation prize really is the tag team championships. But it might not be the time for her to win the women's championship just yet. So would would be a nice match. I don't think this is it. Yeah, I don't think she's going to walk away double champ after uh, next week. I, I love Mandy Rose's title reign. So I, I don't... Umaangat na din siya sa Roman Reigns level, say. 
sa tagal niya and sa dominance uh. niya as champion. So I don't think somebody so random as not not to mean that in a bad way, but not somebody as random as Roxanne Perez walks away with her title. I mean, stranger things have happened, right? Zooming out of the Great American Bash, did the right people win for you? Yeah, yeah. I don't have any. I don't have any problems with the people who won. All champ. I did not all championships, but most of the championships were retained. It wasn't a groundbreaking episode to drive most stories forward, but it is, like I said, a good way to showcase the future of NXT, so of WWE. So, yeah, I don't. I don't have any problems with who won. Yeah, I did see this card being the card that shakes the status quo, especially during a Vince run NXT. But I really, I like some of the matches. Made me watch NXT 2.0 again. So, yeah. you know, it's a good showcase of talent. And I wasn't disappointed. Shout out to the friend of the podcast, Grayson Waller and Carmelo Hayes, because they delivered yeah. as we predicted. That they did, that they did. And one last note on the Great American Bash. Chiron fakeouts are back. And the artist formerly known as Jordan Devlin has debuted. JD McDonough immediately attacked Braun Breaker, right? As the Chiron was flashing on the lower third of your screen. What do you guys think about this debut, Chino? I liked it. First of all, I didn't know that was his new name. So I thought they were like introducing a new guy, but I like how they still mm. kept the JD in there. That was nice. And I, I like I liked how they established him right away to be a dominant threat. Indina Sha Pinag job or Indina Sha starts a mid-card. Right away they dropped the former cruiserweight champ in the middle of the main event title picture. I don't know if he gets the title away from Braun Breaker because we all know how Vince feels about the Triple H projects like uh, the formerly known Jordan Devlin here. I like this, as Chino said, Putin pinasok siya agad sa title picture, which is weird because Apollo Crews doesn't get, doesn't quite get that same honor. Uh, I mean, he I called it, but he was saying that, oh, I'm going to challenge Braun and then Nacho Puera bigla. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly, exactly. I like JD or uh, JD McDonough. I think he's pretty good. The Finn Balor comparisons are there if you want to see them. If Vince likes Finn, then he's going to get another Finn in, in this guy. Just has a weird head, but otherwise, he's got pretty much the same deal. So if Finn ever ages out of active competition, then Jordan Devlin is always there to back him up. So I don't know for how long he's going to stick around in NXT, though. If I were them, I would snatch up the NXT UK guys to the main roster as fast as they could because I think all of them will pay out like Gunther did. So, yeah. All right, couple of questions before we take a break and head to TBT. First off, Admin Angela asks, any predictions on the QR code? Uh, isn't it going to be Axiom? Wasn't that supposed to be him or no? Parang iba, hindi ko alam. Kasi the, the letters BR are in the URL of the QR code if you scan it, which I did. I don't know. I, I'd rather not guess because it could be anyone. Yeah, it could be anyone. Ikaw, Chino. See Braun Strowman. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of a BR here. I, I don't know. All right. And but somebody asked about maximum male models. What do you think about Marseille and Mansois? <laughs> I like the name change. Uh, I'll give it So do that. I. 
<laughs> it's pretty fun. They do, they do definitely need more bodies in the tag team division. So I'm all for this. It also leaves uh, Jermaine Dupree <laughs> uh, open as a player coach. So I think that gives them three more bodies to work with in the SmackDown roster. Max Dupree, Jermaine Dupree. <laughs> yeah, I know. Max Dupree. I, I also yeah. like how they just like quietly swept Retribution under the rug here. So they, yeah. it means that Mace can now be Masay and T-Bar can now go back to being the uh, Dijakovic. Oh, my. Like, very I know dominant, he put- by the way. So I don't know why they're not... I don't know why they're not using him. He's still under the WWE contract. No, he's in main event. He competes on main event. Yeah, which is kind of sad. Which is kind of sad. That's like the dark of the WWE. Yeah. Yeah, but going back to Masay and Mansoor, all I'll say is when I first saw Mansoor, I was like, presko, Oh, I think he can be a hateable heel. And now here he is as Mansoor. And uh, I'm just happy that they, they finally turned him heel. So I'm all for maximum male models. Really happy with this one. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll celebrate Paige's WWE run. But first, here's how you can support the podcast on 7-7 over on Shopee. 7 Seven's happening on Shopee as well. So if you are trying to get anything that you want and need as well on Shopee, all you got to do to support the podcast in the process is use our affiliate link. It is podlink.co slash W9X. Podlink.co slash letter W, the number nine and the letter X. Type that in your mobile browser at the cart and check out from the app. Again, what you buy will also help us do what we do here in the podcast at no extra cost. And now a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Let's celebrate Paige's career because she did announce this a couple of weeks ago. Now her WWE contract will not extend. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And now, uh, there's an end date yung run niya, and that end date is July 7, 2022. She published an article on the Players' Tribune where she thanked the women's division, the WWE, everyone she worked with, Shempre, the fans. And it really caps off a run that lasted 11 years, according to Paige. So 2011, when she signed with WWE at the age of 18. So everybody in the chat, please feel free to leave your favorite Paige moments, Paige matches. What do you think of when you think of this performer? Let's start with you, Ro. Your thoughts on where Paige is going to head off to next? It depends on what the doctors have. I mean, what the doctors have, have projected for her. So I just wanted to say that Sobrang Lahing Sayang career in the page, especially the back half of it. She could have been so much more. She was really popular. And a lot of young fans gravitated toward her. She was really that good. She had the pedigree for it. She was really one of the cornerstones, or if not the cornerstone, of good women's wrestling in the WWE. I was really excited to to watch her 
become what eventually Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, and Bailey have become. So she crawled for them to run, right? So that's how it usually goes. And I wish there was more. I wish there was more to it. But it just is the way the business is. Sometimes your body just doesn't hold up. Sometimes the stresses, the rigors of this highly physical business just catches up with you. And it just is how it goes down. So I hope that wherever she goes next, I hope, she, first of all, that she's okay physically and mentally. So if she decides to take on wrestling once again, if she is allowed to take on wrestling once again, sana okay na siya. And I hope that they don't push her. I hope that they don't run her to the ground. I hope that they do not take away her mental health as well because she deserves much more. She deserves a long and promising career. I think I don't think this is the end. She's only turning 30. She's only, what, younger than I am by two years. And life begins at 30 or something, or as the saying goes. So I think hindi pa ito yung last. I don't think the injuring retirement we got is it if guys like Edge and Brian Danielson are any indication. Yeah, I like Paige. She was one of my favorites during the early days of NXT. Caught her back end, caught the back end of her NXT title run as the very first NXT uh, women's champion. Tama yung mga sinabi ni Ro and that ng nasa comments, how she was the women's wrestler in a, in an era of divas here. Yeah, the anti-diva, um, but that was her I, That was her nickname. I was getting to that. Yes, that, that was her whole thing. So she her look was so different and her story was just so unique. We all know that movie Fighting With My Family based off of her. So she was uniquely positioned to, to succeed in the WWE. Unfortunately, injuries have said otherwise. Now, despite that, even if the sad part of the latter half of her career happened, she was still able to develop a uh, unique following of people on Twitch of all places. Because hindi naman siya gamer. She doesn't game. She was just live streaming. And she was able to cultivate a an audience on Twitch. And so, doon palang, I have nothing but confidence in her ability to succeed as a content creator post her wrestling career. Do I want to see her wrestle, wrestle again? Of course. I mean, I am a Paige fan. However, if she does not wrestle again and she decides to do something else, then I'll also be happy with that. I just got to say that Age deserves a lot of props for how open and how brave she was in writing that article about the Players' Tribune. You know, she basically mentioned all of her problematic moments that happened to her over the last couple of years, her getting depressed, her needing help because of, you know, issues with substance abuse and even yung pagliking sex tape niya, diba? Uh, she addressed that head on, you know, it, it takes a lot of courage to be able to address that and say that that's part of my story, to own it. And, you know, we know that Paige is not going to be defined by all of those things. And when I think of Paige, I can't help but think of an NBA player like Brandon Roy, someone who came in with so much promise, had a lot of hype, achieved a small amount of success, and then his body just betrayed him. See, Paige did her body just betrayed her. And I guess in her case, she started wrestling at what, uh, 13 years old? Right? Yeah. We're not built to like 
uh, take bumps, period. What more at 13 when your bones and your muscles are still just forming? So, I, I don't know. Sobrang, sobrang malas lang din na the injuries uh, happen to Paige that way. And if there's, if, if let's say na wherever she goes next, she doesn't end up wrestling again, then she still has a legacy that she's left behind because of how at one point she was one of the cornerstones of that new women's evolution that WWE built in the early to mid-2010s. So there's that. Let's take a moment to mention some of the favorite moments from the comments real quick. Uh, Julian, yung debut and the title win from AJ. Leo also mentions the AJ feud. Uh, Emil mentioning Paige being the anti-diva. See, Jace mentions Paige versus Emma, how that was the real start of the women's revolution. You know, as Paige herself says, it doesn't really matter what the moment is uh, as long as it happened. Eto, question from Roman J. Passable pa ba si Paige a SmackDown GM? I mean, Adam Pierce is like overall GM already. So I don't think she needs to do that again. I think, I think he was asking if, if, if she was good as a SmackDown GM. Like, if, if that was a good job by her, which I think is okay. All you got to do is, what, announce matches anyway yeah. and be good. Be better than Mike Adamley. Yeah, yeah. Don't get the wrestlers' names wrong. That's that's it. She did her, she did it well. And I think, as I say, the GM thing is, the GM job is based on your experience, kayfabe experience as a wrestler, which she had them in. So I think she was okay in that role. Yeah. So there, if you have any other thoughts on Paige, her career, her legacy, or if you want to speculate about where she might end up next, let us know in the comments or hit us up on Twitter and on TikTok at Wrestling2XPod. Thank you for the memories, Paige, and happy travels. You know, uh, we wish you all the best in your future endeavors. Let's get our picks of the week. People in the comments, you know what to do. Ro, you started about Street Profits versus the Usos. You want to add anything uh, to that one? No, I already said it. That serves as my pick. You know. See, I thought Ro was picking the Maximum Mayhem Models debut because he called it so early on in the group chat. But, but my pick was going to be the Usos versus Street Profits as well. A very good match. Very surprising. But to just an add-on extra thing you guys want to check out, check out Israel Adesanya's entrance in UFC, man. He walked up to The Undertaker. The Undertaker commented on it too. So, I mean, if you're a mark, you'll love that. The McMahons and Pat McAfee were there to witness it. And Tony Khan and JR. And Pat McAfee was setting his neck brace too. So that was a trip. He's doing that extra work outside of work. So good on you, Pat McAfee. Oh, model employee si Pat McAfee. Uh, (laughs) My pick of the week, the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. We talked about it earlier. I I thought it was way more fun. Lalo na opener pa siya. All right, let's get to your picks, Roman J. The titillating debut of Maximum Male Models. Leo, he picks the Players' Tribune article, ni Page, and Wardlow versus Scorpio Sky, which we talked about on the audio-only version. Admin Angelo picks Maximum Male Models, Wardlow, and the Undisputed Tag Team Championship match, No Money in the Bank. Emil picks Liv and her Money in the Bank moment. Julian picks the MMM debut, Liv's cash-in. Adesanya's UFC Undertaker moment. James Andre picks the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Moxley versus Brody King. And the Roman Brock video package over on Monday Night Raw. Is there a Kumu, Ro? No, no. All right. 
that's it. Then that's going to do it for this week on the podcast. Really appreciate everybody joining us for another live stream. Medyo supersized on stream na to because there's, there's so much to talk about coming out of money in the bank. If you want to keep the conversation going, you know where to find us. It is at Wrestling2XPod on TikTok and on Twitter, but follow us on Facebook and Instagram as well. But then on Spotify and leave us a five-star rating over there. What's happening on the Class Clown, Chino? So this week on the Class Clown podcast, I still have the people of We the Public. If it if you're wondering why, it's because I forgot to upload the episode last week. So please do check it out still. Cause it's it's still it's still a very good listen. I mean, we talk about everything from millennials and Gen Zs and the news and the current events and how to cope with the outcome of the 2022 elections. I mean, these are some of the uh, smartest people around. So I don't know why they agree to be on my podcast but please do listen to it if while you can it's up on my spotify tomorrow at 10 a.m also i will be having a show the first show in over two years the last two years of no stand-up i we are going to go back to it running stand-up comedy out of Cinema 76 Cafe in Anonas QC that is next Friday July 15 for all the for all the details of that and the podcast and the YouTube and what have you please check out linktr.ev slash Chino Supersized bro anything you want them to check out yeah guys if you are missing local wrestling action please please do yourselves a favor and support Manila Wrestling Federation on Gank it is ganknow.com slash Manila Wrestling Fed it is only $10 or 540 pesos you can pay via Gcash they have made it so convenient to pay up because I, I know that other platforms might you know might be a little restrictive so if you were looking for a way to support your local wrestling scene this is it this is it right here the latest the last but the last part of mwf republica 2022 wherein i am on commentary is up on gank if you subscribe now you get an entire month for your money so and also please follow us on tiktok at wrestling 2 xpod uh, again i am trying to do one video a day rowan and i are trying to hold down the fort trying to be consistent with the content so if you have a question that you would like us to answer please comment there on tiktok at wrestling 2 xpod all right and for me go check out my feature on easy mill that's up on enemy.com over on the southeast asian portal it's a fun, fun little read which i had to make a bit of an effort on in in putting together so go check that out of course you can follow us at Chino supersized at rose war at monday night rowan and at underscore stan c thank you very much to all the babyface producers at pna for all the work that they do behind the scenes please keep your masks on stay safe Get your vaccines and your boosters if and when you can. On behalf of Romaran and Gina Liao, my name is Stan C. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast out. Bye-bye. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.